Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Welcome back to 32 Fans in 32 Days. With me, as always, is Wheels Winner. Wheels, what's your name? Wheels Wienerker? I think so. Yeah, today it's just you and me. Both of us are here with no guest. Both of us are here with no. Okay, so far that's true. Yeah, we're here to discuss. The Should Jaguars. we do an episode that's neither of us and two guests? Let's see <laughs> just, how it goes. Yeah, just uh, but do we tell them about each other or we just we invite them to Zoom and they never show up? Well, I don't think they know what to do. But if we were like, yeah. hey, you're going to like we need a backup or something. Yeah. Well, here's... maybe what's maybe for like the most boring. T- maybe if the Titans, we'll find two Titans fans and have them interview each other. Um, here's my here's my threshold question for you. Was mm-hmm. Urban Meyer the worst head coaching hire in NFL history? He was very, very bad. Um, I mean, there are coaches that have done more destruction. It's easier probably to do worse damage in years two and three than one. Although if you're truly horrific, I don't know how you get to year three. I mean, like Rich Kotite lost seven straight games with the Eagles, got two years, won four games with the Jets. Like that was pretty bad. Um, Bobby there, Petrino. Is Bobby Petrino was more destructive. Mind. Like the players so openly all hated him. And the other he coaches. Was such a liar. Yeah, it was Zimmer. And, yeah, but was this like... Urban was so bad. And it's crazy because he was like, I mean, college coaching is different, but you have to be so competent at so many things. You'd think to like lead a huge program and win titles, right? Like lots of people have coached at Florida and not won championships, you know? Yeah. So like for him to for for him to like have been that bad and like not know the players in the league, like I believe he didn't know Aaron Donald was and all those things. Like just it's impossible. And I wonder, like, does he get another uh college? I mean, I know he gets a college job, but like one of his sort of like stature. Anyway, pretty bad. And I think that's why my thesis for this team is it's a total write-off. You write it off. By the way, you know my complaint, the show Shit's Creek, has like an identical write-off scene to the one on Seinfeld, okay? And are you here? Yeah, who do they write off like that? There's You'll Google it after. There's like a 90-second scene, which is the exact same scene as the Seinfeld write-off scene. No, I watched all of Shit's Creek. I'm just wondering, who did who did they write off? Like, and they just were... talk about a write-off at some point and like... Oh, 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 they're the ones writing it off. Oh, I thought you... Oh, I totally... I thought you meant they wrote a character out of the show because they didn't... No, write... no, they did the write-off oh, bit okay. from Seinfeld. And it bothered oh, me so much. Okay. It's like, you could totally get me to believe a 24-year-old like Wonderkin doesn't know Seinfeld. But like, the guy who wrote Shit's Creek is like an entertainment Jewish kid who's literally our age, born in 83, 
and his dad Levy's, is freaking yeah Eugene Levy's and the guy who wrote that episode is him and his dad Eugene Levy who's you know yeah wait hold on why team. are we talking about this what does that do the Jaguars well I mentioned the write-off so this last season was a write-off like to me Trevor Lawrence will be good I think it's irrelevant what happened last year because that team was so impossibly incompetent that I, I'm not even nervous about Trevor Lawrence yeah well you know what I'll say this like I was looking because we're also going to do our quarterback rankings on this episode, as people know from the title of the episode. And I was comparing our our ratings now to our ratings last year. And the guy who made the biggest jump last year's preseason to now is Joe Burrow, who last year we had like average to slightly below average, which was reasonable based on his rookie season. And then, you know, went to the Super Bowl and is, you know, a, a top five quarterback. And Trevor Lawrence came in with basically as much expectations and pedigree and hype as Burrow did. And so, yeah, I, I think that, you know, and, we'll, you know, we'll get to the quarterback rankings in a second. We'll see how much of that we're baking into Lawrence already. But certainly, you know, we're, where we both rank him, especially where you rank him, is much higher than based on his performance last year. Yeah, I'm I'm it's not all projection, my rankings, but I am projecting him to be much better this year. Yeah, but then you don't do that with Zach Wilson, for example. Well, I, here's the thing. Lawrence showed me in college, like the ability to compete at an elite level. Like, I think we still give to a little bit of the benefit of the doubt. Like, well, if he was doing that, maybe he has it in him. Wilson has never shown that like where yes, Wilson has some impressive, like throwing the ball talent, but like what big game has Zach Wilson ever won? You know? Yeah. Um, let's talk about, okay. So obviously urban Meyer gone, Doug Peterson. I'm a big fan. Um, and you know, I think that was pretty clear. Like I was shocked when the Eagles fired him, but like ultimately, even if Peterson is a, is a good coach, a much better coach, like there's deeper concerns with this franchise, right? Because this is the same ownership that hired Meyer that made all these other awful decisions still in charge, you know, that, that, you know, failed to fire Trent Baalke. The Jaguars since Shad Khan bought the team are 42 and 119. That's 10, four and 12 seasons in a row, which seems impossible. Like how can you be that bad for that long? Uh, it's very hard to do. I mean, like the lions during like the William Martha Ford era and like the early aughts were like the closest, and, and also the Knicks, frankly, like sort of the idea of just failing to fire people who have to be obviously fired. The, he only fired Meyer once like he had no other choice. He was basically forced to. Worst franchise in the NFL has to be the Lions. But could this be the second worst franchise? I mean, you could say Cleveland, but Cleveland also like is probably going to win a lot of games over the next five years. You know, unless it's horribly wrong. Yeah. I mean, they have a they have like a franchise quarterback, don't I, they? Well, the, the, I, I don't know. I mean, you know, that's considered like people are talking about that as the worst move that any franchise has ever made in history. I, mean, I know said that on his podcast. I know. But, you know, we'll have to see. But, um, you know, would I you do put think the Jets there. Would you put the Jets on the Mount Rushmore of bad, of bad franchises? No, the Giants are worse than the Jets. You know, the Giants lucked into two Super Bowls, but like they didn't they don't have a playoff win in this century other than those two years when they were like a six yeah. seed. In you know, and just barely weaseled their way into ten and six or nine and seven, and and uh, you know, all credit to them. But like, I think that masked a lot of problems for that franchise. Um, but let's come back to Lawrence for a second. So like, yeah, he had a lot of excuses, but like, the bottom line is he did suck, right? Yeah, he sucked. And there's it a lot was... of guys with bad circumstances who don't suck. D Davis Mills had pretty shitty circumstances. A third round pick with no expectations. He was better than Lawrence last year. I mean, Lawrence was considered an extremely, extremely, extremely high floor quarterback who comes in and throws 12 touchdowns 17 interceptions like yeah really plays poor and i've been reading some of like jaguars like twitter and jaguars previews and they're like oh he was great in the week 18 upset over indy like yeah congrats on a good final one game like mm -hmm. he used to brag he about well having a good final month yeah um you know yeah. on, the, on the on the other hand i will say you know we just did the, the bears episode a couple of days ago or i did and i talked a lot with that guest about how 
the Bears have made no effort to do the things you need to do with a young quarterback to get him an offensive-minded coach, to invest in wide receivers, to invest in offensive line. The Jaguars have done those things. Now, I mean, their signings are insane. Christian Kirk, they gave him $72 million, $37 million guaranteed. It was like the Rudy Gobert trade of NFL free agency. It completely screwed up the market. Yeah, This, this is a guy who's never had 1,000 yards in a season, who hasn't averaged 13 yards per carry since his rookie season when he played limited time. His average... I mean, he's a third strength, receiver. Yeah, he's well, like a, a, I think he's a wide receiver, too. An okay, too. He's an he's not a great two. But yeah, but okay you don't get... But by the way, they're, they're Zay Jones... Who's a who's a passable wide receiver three four? They also gave him fourteen million dollars guaranteed and twenty four million over three years. Yeah, that doesn't so make sense. Massive overpays there. Um, Brandon Scherf, certainly a you know a, a Pro Bowl level guard, but they gave him fifty million bucks. Like they really overpaid, but at least they're investing to help Trevor Lawrence. Yeah, I mean, I hear like you can't. It's a waste of a year if you have like replacement level receivers. So I get, yeah, why you might well, have to that's overpay. That's the problem with it's... the Bears with Fields. It's it's a waste of two years now. Yeah, Trevor Lawrence. By the way, before that indie game. Remember, they lost 50 to 10 the week before the Pats. So they lost mm. a million games in a row. But the four games before, excuse me, the five, the five games before that, he threw one touchdown pass. That's in five starts where he threw almost 40 passes a game on average. Okay. One touchdown pass and seven interceptions in five games. Before, How is that even possible in 2021? In He started off, he threw a lot of touchdowns and a lot of interceptions the first like six weeks. Okay. Yeah. He threw four touchdowns in his final 10 games, two of which in the in the Colts game. So he had a, he had a nine game stretch where they passed the ball constantly. They were not a running team. They passed the ball. They were losing a lot. They lost by 20 of the Niners, 30 of the Rams, 20 of the Titans, 40 of the Patriots. They lost the Jets. They he threw two touchdowns in nine games. So he was he was as bad as you remember, if not more. Um, is there? Do you want to get into quarterback rings? Do you want to do? You, do you want to look at the Jaguars roster? Well, what do I mean, you want to do? Well, like, here's my question with the defense. So, like again, I think the big story is massive overpays in free agency. Uh, Foyasad uh, Luwalka, and I'm mispronouncing that, forty five million mm, yeah. uh, linebacker. Uh, defense tackle Foley Fadakasi. Again, apologize for mispronunciation. Thirty he's, million. He was on the Jets. He is literally a two down, solid run stuffer. Nothing, nothing special. Yeah. Um, cornerback Darius Williams, thirty million. Like these are all overpays. Yeah. And and like their first and second round picks, or they had two first round picks, no second, are linebackers. All right. So Trevon Trayvon Walker, at the end of the day, if he's not going to be an elite pass rusher, then what is he? You know? He's a massive bust. Right? Well, because then, Aiden Aiden Hutchinson was sitting right there. Kayvon Thibodeau was sitting right there. Yeah. Walker, like in his entire college career, three years at Georgia. 13 tackles for loss and nine and a half sacks across three yeah. seasons. How do playing you take with, that guy? Playing over... with, yeah. Playing with starters and backups who were all in the NFL and starting the season. So to me, just the, like I wouldn't have picked Walker at seven. It To me, I could be proven wrong. I've definitely been wrong about the draft four. I was wrong about Josh Allen. I, I the, the upside there seems very questionable and I, I'd be nervous. So anyway, they the defense, that being said, like it's not horrific horrific like i do think they have a chance to be competent but i i just don't i, I like I, I don't see as a collectively this team i don't see how they could be good like yeah, well, christian well, kirk zay jones and marvin jones jr are a below average receiving pair that they're paying probably like top five you know i i they're money committed to receivers are probably top five people are actually very high in evan engram for the jaguars this year 
Well, people are hiring him every year in New York. Anyway. I know. I mean, he he had a couple years, but yeah. But I, I mean, the offensive line, you know, has it has pretty uh, high variance. Even if Lawrence ends up being good, uh, this is a very meh team. Which makes yeah, sense. Well, I, mean, they well, first I think in the my, draft. my biggest issue with the draft pick is, and listen, they're either going to be very right or very wrong, which, you know, when you take the Michael Candy, when you take the guy people aren't expecting, number one, that's what happens. You're either very right or, and you're usually very wrong. But like from a positional perspective, I, I'm, I wasn't sure why they didn't use, you know, at least one of the first round picks. I mean, they, they took a linebacker, Devin Lloyd, also in the first round. Why didn't yeah. they use those picks to invest in the offensive line? They took a third rounder, Luke Fortner, who I think is going to start at center. But yeah, other I think than that. So- it doesn't signed, make sense. Sign Scherf, but like you, you need to invest with more young guys to you know pr- to protect Lawrence. I think it doesn't really make sense to me. I, th- I mean, I, I guess it was like once you weren't picking the the LT, you know, whether it's Neil or Quano, like that high, it, it th- there was a big drop off if you you know just to make a mid round first round pick. But it doesn't really make sense to me, like that they're building around mediocre receivers. There is not really a plan. Um, I mean, we haven't even we haven't really talked about Doug Peterson, like. It's not the most insane hire ever. I mean, Peterson has like some degree of competence, but I, I, I mean, I, I think you have to be nervous that this could go off the rails in year one also if they don't win. Well, so let me ask you, you know, I have the Jaguars ranked 27. You have them ranked 22. Uh, the opposite of what we do with the Lions, by the way. Um, and so you're a little bit higher than them and I am. Their win total is six and a half. Even at 27, I think that might be. I mean, they're probably about a six, maybe seven win team. But do you think that they're more than that? Well, they do have a pretty good schedule, right? Being in that trash division helps. The the schedule's not bad. I've sort of, while I'm still high on Lawrence, I think the roster as a whole, I'm not as high on. But I I don't know. I I think like you'll know within two weeks whether this team is like a train wreck or, or is sort of competitive. Okay. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at marines.com. All right. Are we done with the Jaguars? You want to talk quarterbacks now? Yeah, let's talk quarterbacks. Now, I will say it might be fun to also like look a little bit about last year. Like our biggest debates were uh, you were much higher on Deshaun Watson than I was. You were much, much, much higher on Kirk Cousins than I was. You had him at eight. I had him at 15, which was a W for me. But I had Matt Ryan at nine. You had him at Why 16. was that a W for you? Well, he I don't was, think he's I don't I, I mean, I don't think he statistically, I mean, pro football focus had him ranked the number four quarterback. Last I don't year. think he's better than Matthew Stafford like you ranked. Uh, I mean, I, I I disagree. I understand putting Stafford ahead because he just. I don't think he's better. I don't think he's better than Kyler Murray or Justin Herbert. And you ranked him ahead of Justin Kyler Murray and Justin. Well, Herbert. sure. But we we both again, we just we we ranked the rookies lower because they had, you know, yeah. 
they anyway, what they've done yet. But uh, uh, if for just a couple memory lane stuff, well, uh, we, we both have cousins the exact same spot this year, so we yeah, don't we had, on him at all. We had Joe Burrow um, in the sixteen seventeen spot. We had Trevor Lawrence in eighteen nineteen. Uh, he will probably go down this year. Yeah, the only big disagreement we had was yeah, you were much higher on Matt Ryan than me, and um, you were higher on cousins. Yeah. But anyway, uh, this yeah, year I, I don't necessarily like that's a win for you. Like objectively, cousins was closer where I had him than where you had him. I don't think if people are hoping for some fun debates. Uh, they might be a little disappointed because I think we're just going to present our rankings as fact because our rankings are very similar this year. Yeah, so the, Matt Ryan is the reverse. And also I'm looking at uh, Mac Jones, you're lower on. Jameis Winston, I'm lower on. Trevor Lawrence, I'm lower on. Yeah, but let's but, let's but, not go into but, everyone, yeah, but, every but, single but, one. This but other, yeah, but everybody's almost, yeah. We're, we have yeah. a lot of simpatico. So do you want to go with 1 to 32 or 32 to no, 1? No, 32 to 1. Let's build it okay, up. Okay, fine. All so right, we so actually well, each have the, the same thresh- 32. Well, but here's the threshold question. We did talk to our Browns guest about this uh, a couple of days ago, but like you didn't, ra- you only ranked the 32 starting quarterbacks. Yeah. As of right now, yeah. I threw in it's there, much cleaner to do I that. threw in there where I would rank all the guys who aren't starting quarterbacks, but are better than in, okay. like, like, so Jimmy G and Teddy Bridgewater. Um, well, Jimmy G, Teddy, well, I know you did more, but those are the most interesting names. Gardner nobody, Minshew, nobody, Nobody other than those two is and, like well, top I think Minshew is twenty something. Minshew also, but but I guess my question is Jacoby Brissett. Like there are he's like he's not even a good backup. Like there's many backups who are better than him, and the Browns had to know that he would be playing significantly this season. And so I'm just confused why he's the guy that they went with. It doesn't really make sense. I mean, I, I you there are worse backups. Like I, I don't want to kill Jacoby Brissett. Like would you rather have Kyle Allen or Jacoby Brissett? I mean, I he know. was very bad in Miami last year. Would you rather have Flacco or Jacoby Brissett? No. He's not he's not the worst backup, but he's not the best backup. And when you have a quarterback who you knew going in was going to miss minimum half the season, you need it. To but have... you can't spend more. How much more capital can you spend on a quarterback? Like, it's not like they're going to trade for Gardner Te- Minshew. Teddy got why Minshew. The Eagles got him for what? A fifth or sixth round pick? Like nothing last mm-hmm. year. Teddy Bridgewater was a free agent. But who... why would Bridgewater go to a team where he's as, you know, like no chance of playing if, instead of backing up? Uh, you uh, know, what you, he's guaranteed not that he's going to play. play over he's two, starting uh, week one. What are you talking about? I, I mean, but how, wh- he didn't know that yet. Anyway, there was no moment of the season. Teddy Bridge. There's no moment from the moment of the offseason starting until now where the assumption was that the backup of the Cleveland Browns would play less than any other backup in the league, except for maybe like Seattle or Carolina. Right. Mm-hmm. Like Miami. The assumption Teddy has is not that he's going to play more in Miami than he would have in Cleveland. In Cleveland, he would have played minimum six games. And we thought the suspension would be much more than that. And Brendan still might be. So I don't understand that. Um, I don't understand why they burnt every last bridge with Mayfield. Right. Yeah. But, Let, let's get to let's get to the 32, though. OK. All right. So 32. Well, but 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 do you agree with where I have Jacoby Brissett or are you higher than him? I, I mean, it's pretty much the same. What I, well, the 32 is Drew Locke. When I, ra- the starters. I, yeah. I think I'd rather for one season have Brissett than Locke, I think. But I, I you could talk me into Locke. Yeah, um, I mean, Locke, Locke was better last year, although had, you know, better weapons. Although, I don't know, Miami had some decent weapons, and Locke was certainly younger. Um, I don't know. Yeah, whatever. I don't have a strong opinion there. Um, yeah, we, we pretty much agree. We have Wilson, 31. Mm-hmm. Justin Fields, 30. Daniel Jones, 29. Yeah. Um, Mitchell Trubisky, 28. Davis Mills, 27. I mean, yeah, well, I think Trubisky, I do, I, I, think, I do think Pickett will be better immediately than Trubisky. If that's true, then why did he go to the third round? I just don't believe that. If, I if, mean, Carl also. I think Carl might be decent, too. Both those guys fell, so I don't know. 
uh, every single team passing them, including the team who drafted them multiple yeah, times. It's true. It's but true. I, I don't believe it. You know, like if, if they were if they were passable NFL starting quarterbacks right now, mm-hmm. there's no way they dropped to the third round. Or Russell Wilson. Yeah, I mean, well, but nobody thought he would be. People said he was too short to play in the NFL, right? I mean, but they have they both have have more of a track record in college. Listen, I know they have flaws, tiny hands, whatever, but yeah, I think they do have some upside. Uh, yeah, Mills at Mills at twenty seven, three way third rounder last year. You know who we have? Yeah, three way tie between Trey Lance, Marcus Mariota, and Jared Goff. Very different guys. Very different. So Goff is no upside, but you look at his numbers; they're kind of sneaky decent from last year with. A me- pretty mediocre. Well, I'll say talent. this: Goff's numbers basically last year in Detroit were were matched almost perfectly. His numbers the previous two years in LA with the with the supposed genius Sean McVay. Yeah, yeah. So no. I'm not sure, you know, and and I very famously hated the McVay uh, the the Matthew Stafford trade at the time, uh, and I said, listen, flags fly forever. If they win, then it's worth it, and and they did win. But it, you know that doesn't you know, you, you, it's about process, not results, right? Like the Rams had to have everything break perfect for them for them to win a Super Bowl, but they did, and so congrats. Obviously, every Rams fan would do that again, knowing the result. But like, I think Goff, yeah, he's a little better than people give him credit for. Like, there was an argument that the the Rams had to throw an extra first round pick to get rid of Goff because the Lions didn't want him. Mm-hmm. And you know, Goff is a perfectly passable, you know, slightly below average, but he's he's a passable starting quarterback in the NFL. Yeah, Lance, we have I think less information on than pretty much any of the thirty two people on this oh, list. Yeah, yeah, him I and mean, Jordan Love, anywhere. who was not, yeah, who we don't rank obviously because he's not a starter. The only reason I put I'm, I put Lance at 22, you have him at 27, is I have to assume like for them to cut bait on Jimmy Garoppolo. Yeah, I agree. He has to be yeah, better. Th- they know what they're doing there. I agree. They have to see something. Jimmy G is like a pretty solid baseline quarterback. I would have Jimmy G ahead of him. Yeah, I would have, I do him, have Jimmy G ahead of him. Yeah, I would have him probably in that Baker Mac Jones. Like you could argue he's better than them, honestly, even Matt Ryan. Yeah, so and as those high as are like all 18th, like 19th. You know, average to maybe slightly yeah. above average mm-hmm. quarterbacks, maybe slightly below average, but whatever, passable. Yeah, so Lance has to be better than that. But if that's the case, why did him down to twenty seven? Just because we haven't seen him yet. Yeah, I mean, I, I yeah, we have no information that he's good, other than like that they think he's good. Um, now, 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 Teddy B, you know, I, and I've come back to this on a lot of podcasts. I just don't understand why a guy like him is disrespected. There are you'll notice I have highlights on my on my uh, chart. There are nine quarterbacks in the NFL. Who have mm-hmm. been at least by CQBR plus, um, but you know it's not that different from other stats. Have been above average quarterbacks each of the last three years in the NFL mm-hmm. statistically. Patrick Mahomes, Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady, Russell Wilson, Dak Prescott, Matthew Stafford, Kirk Cousins, Kyler Murray—all you know, good to, to to superstar quarterbacks. And then the ninth is Teddy Bridgewater. So yeah, he's not he's not winning you a Super Bowl. His ceiling is low, but his floor is he is at worst an average NFL starting quarterback. And I just don't understand why people are so desperate to chase the ceiling that they ignore the floor um, and that Bridgewater, all he could get was a backup job to Tua. I don't get it. I really don't. Um, Yeah. Uh, uh, okay. So then 23, we have Trevor Lawrence. I don't care about Teddy Bridgewater. No, I do. I do. I mean, I hear you. 23, I have, I have Trevor Lawrence. 20. Now, um, now Lawrence is the opposite yeah. of, of Lance in that I'm much lower on him than you are. And I think you're probably right next year. We'll probably both have him, you know, at least 15, I would guess. I'll say this. If this year looks bad, cup eight. Like, okay, it's, yeah. It's a problem. Now, I don't think, I, I think he's, they're way less close, especially New Year of Regime, where I think, like, if Wilson was horrific, the Jets would have to take a long, hard look. Wilson would have to, like, Lawrence would have to kill a man to not get a, a third year as, like, you know, locked in and charged. Yeah. So, I don't know. It's, it, you know, I think the reason I have Lance higher than Lawrence is because I didn't see Lance last year and I did see Lawrence suck. And, 
you know, it, it kind of reminds me like back when I was in YU and I would like download movies off the network, like um, this is like in the early aughts, like Internet one point, whatever it was, you could like download movies. And if there was a movie I had never heard of, I would download it every time over mm-hmm. a movie that I had heard was bad that you knew was like a B plus. Yeah. And so, no, I, well, I mean, like a C minus. Well, but that's the least excited I've ever been to a movie is when I went with camp to like the X-Files movie. Yeah. Or like one of the X-Files movies like, well, I know this won't be good. You know what I mean? I didn't watch the X-Files and like. This has such a low yeah. ceiling. So I have no idea, Trey Lance, mm-hmm. but I do know that I, you know, I trust Shanahan a little bit. I think he's overrated, but I do trust him to a certain extent. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and I've seen Jimmy G and Jimmy G is definitely better than Lawrence, at least right now. Yeah. And in San Francisco pick Lance and San Francisco's in a win now mode. So, you know, and they traded up heavily to get Lance. Right. And everybody thought yeah. they were going for Mac or somebody else. Lance is the one they wanted. So, um, yeah, that's I'm a little higher than you are on him. Uh, Jameis is an interesting guy. Now, Jameis is hurt right now, obviously, but we assume he'll be back for the regular season. He, um, after well, so being... t- J- we have a three way tie at 20 with Mac, Carson Wentz, and Jameis. Yeah. So, so Jameis last year, you know, his numbers were very good, but they were really, it was the opposite of Tampa where he was, you know, 5,000 yards, 30 touchdowns, 30 picks. Here, they were really trying to be conservative. You know, he was winning games with 120 yards passing or whatever. Um, and they were trying to really do a you know ball control, heavy run, you know, just manage the game. Now they've invested a ton in their receivers, like you know, Olave, they you know, they they paid the moon for. So you have to assume that they're gonna unplug Winston a little bit. And I'm not sure, like, you know, will Winston go back to his Tampa? I don't know. Like it was we saw six games, a small sample size of him being a decent quarterback in a very different style. So I, I don't know what to think of him. I'm a little lower on him than you are. Uh, yeah, I, I, to me, Mac Jones had the best year of his career last year, I hope. Yeah, I, I don't agree. I think, uh, you know, we, we, this has been discussed in the patron chat where people talk about him as like a low ceiling guy. Like, I don't know why you're OK. He won a game with two passes. So obviously, you know, Belichick was limiting what he could do, but also his weapons were pretty crappy last year. Right. Yes, that's true. Now, now the Patriots have paid, I think, by 20 million dollars by a huge margin more than any other team in football at the wide receiver and tight end position. They are paying a fortune and those guys are not very good, but they are investing in them. So, um, you, you know, I don't know, maybe, maybe Mac has better weapons than we realize and, and we'll see what he does this year. But I think I, I'm surprised how low you have Mac Jones. Yeah. I mean, it's more wishful thinking. Okay. Uh, Wentz is also interesting because like on paper, every time we say like, you know, Wentz had through 27 touchdowns last year at seven interceptions and, People are like, what? Carson Wentz? Like, what but also, those done? numbers aren't even that great in the modern NFL. Like, his CQBR plus is 103. Yeah. He was basically a league average quarterback yeah. with 27 and, and Yeah, and his his accuracy has somehow gotten worse basically every yeah. single year. So, And he I mean, was god-awful the year before in Philly, like historically awful. Yeah. Like, we had never seen a guy be that bad in the last 20 years and bounce back to being good. So I think it's reasonable, even though there is some interesting stuff going on in Washington, I think it's reasonable to expect some regression there. We have Baker at 19. And if so, then yeah. he's a free agent at the end of the year. Like, he has two years, $53 million, um, if if the team wants to bring him back. But he, they can let him walk if they want. And, and you know, $27 million a year is a reasonable number if he if he comes back to what he was in Philly. Yeah. But, yeah, so this is really, a, a you know, a walk your favorite's put up or shut up. Uh, Baker at 19, I just talked to the Panthers guys. I think it's interesting because he could sort of play his way into another year. I think if if they're competitive, they have a very easy schedule. If they go, well, eight, well nine. hold on, they would have to franchise him. Yes, but I think he could like ultimately he or, or sign him to a massive multi year. He deal. might not want to be franchised, but I think well, of like course nobody wants to be. My point is like it might be a better scenario than what happens if he's bad on Carolina, which is he he gets like backup. You know, two well, years, isn't Baker where Wentz deal. was a year ago? 
Yeah, uh, guy yeah. with super high expectations coming off a miserable season leaves the team that drafted him number one slash number two overall, and he's getting a job somewhere else. Um, yeah, and, and Baker, by the way, also like Carson. Uh, yeah, yeah. Oh, I just said this true free agent. So either they franchise him or he signs a contract somewhere else next year. I mean, they're a weird team. They're sort of strong in certain places, weak in others. Um, you know, by far the best quarterback DJ Moore's ever played with. So could have a big year there. I, I mean, just, listen, I, you can argue that Baker was just injured last year. Yeah. And you could also say, like, McCaffrey's never healthy. But what if he plays 15 games? You yeah, know, Baker that, that was good the second good. the second half of the 2020 season. Right. Like, yeah. There's a reason A.B. Sutton. Made we know we, we know that Baker has ability. He has shown ability in the NFL, which is something that maybe some of the guys below him have not at least recently shown. Uh, Matt Ryan, we we always have differences. Last year, you were way higher. I think is one of our biggest differences. I had him at 22. I think zero no, 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 upside. No, last year was the opposite. Yeah, you last year nine. was the opposite. I had him at nine. You had him at 16. This year, you kept him at 16, but I went all the way from nine to 22. He's very old. There's no upside. He might have a forks thing out of him, which was why I put him all the way down at 22. But the but the two to 53 in Indy, right? He's got a great offensive line. He's got the best. Yeah, it's a great situation for him. It, he, yeah. could, he couldn't have picked. Philip Rivers was very good and he was older. Now, you know, he was better. But Philip Rivers was very good in his one year in Indy. And, you know, Carson Wentz, as we said, 27 and seven was, you know, statistically was an above average quarterback last year. Again, in the same system, even though we don't believe he's an above average quarterback. So I think Matt Ryan will be at least as good as Carson Wentz was last year. I think that's reasonable to to say. But I, yeah. but again, we're talking about a no upside player really. I mean, I, I don't know what you mean by no upside. Like if 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 he's if he's a slightly above average quarterback, then the Colts are going to win double digit games. Yeah, but everyone ahead of him and even the couple guys behind him has a better chance of being slightly above average than he does. Yeah, I mean, you I'm have saying. him lower than Carson Wentz and yeah, I don't agree. But and you know the proof of it, the proof of it is that Indy got rid of Wentz and, and preferred Ryan. So, yeah. yeah, well, listen, he'd be good. He'd do well to sort of match Wentz's stats. I think you will. But I'm saying I think any contending team would pick Matt Ryan over Carson. Wentz. You're probably right. Yeah. Uh, all right. Tua, two at 17. If Tua can't do it this year, he's never going to be able to do it. I think that's fair to say. The re- I mean, Tyreek and Waddle is honestly a ridiculous pairing. Yeah. Um, Although uh, not suited best for his maybe set. not suited best for his skill set, but Waddle's really really good. I think where people are sleeping on how how freaking good Waddle is. So to have to have Tyreek there, like if he and Kasiki's you know can catch the ball. If he can't do it here, he can't do it anywhere. Yeah, and um, yeah, yeah. This I do think he'll have a big year. I'm not like so bullish on Tua for the rest of his career, but I do think like this is shaping up as as uh, maybe his Tannehill year where he finally makes a jump. Yeah. Um, Jalen Hurts at 16 Hurts led the league in, uh, of, led the QBs in rushing last year. Similar story. I do think this is like a big jump year for Hurts. Well, I think part of the problem, I think we're both ranking him because we're a little influenced by fantasy here. No, I don't think, I don't think so. Well, I, of course I do think he'll have a monster fantasy year, but, but yeah. I don't think that's, I don't think that's why I'm ranking him here. I do think like that. I mean, if he's really uh, like the number 16 quarterback in the NFL, then the Eagles, you get well, who are you drafting? If you had to, if you had to pick one guy for the next 10 years, you're taking him or Tua. Well, okay. So uh, I would take Tua because of the pedigree. I mean, Hertz has the same pedigree. Kind no, of he doesn't. He, I mean, Tua was, was a number three overall pick. Hertz was a third round pick, second round pick. What was he? Well, Hertz I'm is, at the same Alabama pedigree. Sure. I, okay. Her, I mean, Hertz's main value is the fact that he's making half a million bucks this year. And, and then and next year, by the way, he's still making less than $2 million. Like, you're basically getting a free average NFL starting quarterback. The Eagles have no excuse not to make the playoffs with that. Yeah. And they have a really good line. Okay. Um, Tannehill at 15. Now we're getting to, like, the average 
I mean, I know these guys are ultimately slightly above average, but, with, you know. Well, hold like on. This... Tannehill, we got to talk about because, you know, we talked about it in the preseason. So we both had him at 15 and he is 15. Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah we're both, but we talked about in the preseason last year how he was like so ridiculously disrespected, you know, sort of Cousins-esque or maybe even Derek Carr-esque. Like his numbers, he put up like borderline MVP numbers a couple of years in a row in Tennessee. And then last year he sucked. And and Derek Henry being injured may, maybe lends argument that, you know, which Jared Jerome always argues, you know, that, that it was the Tannehill's was benefiting more from Henry than the other way around. It's very possible. Um, Listen, he's extremely accurate. He's uh, a big problem is A.J. Brown was, is one of the more underrated guys in the league. He's a really skilled player. He, a big problem is Tannehill has the highest cap figure in the NFL this year. Well, that is that is a problem. That's they, why there's he not a lot of talent. That's why he doesn't him. have A.J. Brown anymore. And Jalen yeah. does. Well, A.J. Brown asked his way out of town. But I guess the reason he asked is because they, they, they couldn't they couldn't pay. Right. Traylon Burks. That's not exciting to me, especially as a rookie. That's a project, if anything. Yeah. So I, I do think. Yeah, to me, I, I think this is pretty much as high as Tan Hill is ever going to go. I think, I think he's settling into this 15, 16, 17, 18. Yeah, which is lower. I mean, last year I had him eleven. Yeah, and but again, last year he was coming off a much better season, and you had him at twelve last year. Yeah. So All he, right. Yeah, the worst yeah. quarterback in the AFC West, Derek Carr. We each had him at fourteen. He's fourteen. Yeah, and his numbers will definitely be better than last year because he has Devontae Adams. And he doesn't have the turmoil of his receiver. Listen, going. they'll win. I haven't looked at their schedule, but, you know, they, they could win a few games early. People are like, Derek Carr is going to be the MVP. He's 12 to one. It's the, no, I think they will be better and he's his numbers will be better, but they will have fewer wins just because, you know, they, they got very lucky into 10 wins last year with the, with their Pythag and their record in close games and their division is much better. So, right. Like they, that, yeah, they, they're not going to go into Kansas City and get a win. Denver's, you know, uh, I mean, they um, do all the time. Even when they're bad, they so, they, they play Kansas City tie. Do they all the time? Or all right, uh, tie, we at twelve. We have a tie between Kirk and Kyler. Uh, very different guys, a decade apart in age. Obviously, upside. Kirk has almost none. I mean, he's very good, but and Kyler. All right, so I'm going to push 25. back, and we'll talk about this more in the Vikings episode. But like Kirk Cousins, at least relative to the league, like his CQBR plus has yeah. been worse every year in Minnesota than it was any year in Washington. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And nobody would argue that his, I mean, his best weapon in Washington was who like Pierre Garcon, Jordan Reed for two games. You're like his weapons yeah. in Washington Santana were garbage. Moss. Whereas in Minnesota, he's had, you know, Justin Jefferson, Adam Thielen, like tons of great weapons. The mm -hmm. difference is in Washington, he had Sean McVay and in Minnesota, he had uh, Mike Zimmer who hates all quarterbacks. So I think that, that, that cousins and the Vikings offense has incredible upside. Like what we saw Matt Stafford do last year. I think, I think cousins can do at least that, if not more, because C cousins baseline, pre McVay or excuse me Stafford's baseline pre McVay was lower than Cousins baseline uh pre O'Connell and like we'll see what he is but in theory he's a McVay type coach offensively so, so you're you're saying the the post Zimmer bounce back is going to be a big deal yeah I think Cousins's numbers will be much better than the last three years and the last three years he was either by uh um scout grade by like PFF or just statistics by either either way he was a top eight type quarterback and I think his number is going to be better. I think he's the same guy. I just think Zimmer's held him back a little bit. And also, he benefits. He's got amazing weapons. His offensive line isn't good. But, you know, Justin Jefferson is as good a receiver as you can throw to. Um, Kyler, my issue with Kyler is just the inconsistency. Like, every mm -hmm. year, he's the MVP through seven games. And then he sucks in the second half of the year. And he gets injured and banged up. And, like, I don't know. Is it just a two-year sample size? Or is it a function of the way he plays? And I don't know the answer to that. Yeah. Uh, their wide receiver room is a little weird. They're not going to have Hopkins for a while. Marquise Brown, who knows? Uh, AJ Green is a thousand. Yeah. Um. Yeah, that is interesting. I, Kyler's numbers, like yearly, kind of similar. In, uh, over the last three years, he has gotten more accurate every year. But 
But the bigger difference, again, than year over year is, you know, first half of the year, last half of the year, year within year. Mm -hmm. But, I, yeah, I don't know if we've seen, like, a ton of growth. Like, he was sort of impressive by oh, the end got of his first season. Well, the problem is that, you know, what's the game, Call of Duty? What's the game that comes out and his numbers plummet? Oh, yeah. He's playing yeah. too much, too many video games. Yeah. Um. At no, at number 11, we have Deshaun Watson. Uh, Listen, if Watson plays. Uh, sometimes I think we slightly overrate Watson. Well, I mean, I had him I had him between three and four last year. Uh -huh. The only reason I dropped him to, to number nine this year is because, well, number one, we haven't seen him play in a couple of years. Right. Yeah. And that's and, and, and we won't see him play for at least another half year, if not more. And that's not nothing. That's like, you know, being away from the game for that long, I think, has an impact. And then number two, I do think like when he's good, he is as good as Patrick Mahomes. But he is not nearly as consistent as Patrick Mahomes. No, I mean, and he's won four games in the last three calendar years. Sure, but I mean, he he was incredible the year he went four and twelve. It's bizarre. It, it's almost hard to like really reconcile because he had two really good years. Then he had a statistically a much better year, average over three hundred yards passing a game, um, but managed to lose every single game that season. So it's a little weird. Yeah. Um, I think this is a fair spot for him. I don't think you can make a case right now that he has to be above anybody else. But certainly if he's if he ends up playing the second half of the year and looks good, you could he could wind up, you know, in the six or seven spot or even. Well, but I do have turn. Watson. Like if you have tiers, I have like Dak, Stafford, Cousins, Kyler and, and maybe and Derek Carr, maybe like that's a tier to me. Mm hmm. And Watson's right above them. Yeah, Watson's above them. Watson is okay. like in between. So that that's tier two, and then tier one is now. Like, I had Dak. I had Dak ahead of uh of Deshaun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You have yeah, you have Deshaun a little bit below there. Yeah, to me, like Deshaun Watson, like worst case scenario, he's as good as Dak Prescott. Yeah. All right. So speaking of Dak, at tied for nine, we have Dak and Stafford. Listen, Stafford's excellent. I have no problem with Stafford. But guy didn't win a freaking game for 15 years. Yeah. So we have to give the fact that, A, he had an unbelievably stacked team and B, you know, a possibly a mortal coach. As, yeah. as, and that's uh, why that's why like if you put Kirk Cousins into that situation, you don't think he would have done at least as well as Stafford last year. We've seen I, that, Cousins. With my question with is to all of those guys. Yes, yeah. I do think Kirk Cousins probably could have done it. Or, a, or I know Matt Dak could have done it. I know Matt. Car. I don't think Ryan could have done it anymore. But I, I do think your point stands. I don't know. Matt Ryan anyone ahead of life him. in Atlanta. The yeah, anyone anyone ahead of him could have done it, I think. But I think not that he's not excellent. He's also. excellent. But that's all he is. He's not amazing. But, you know, I I um I don't know if I've mentioned this on the podcast before. I made a bet with somebody years ago when, when Stafford was in Detroit, whether Stafford would be in the Hall of Fame one day, because to me, it was the idea was laughable. Right. He's yeah. a guy who's like at his best is like the seventh or eighth best quarterback in the league. Right. He's, he's never had a year where he was top three. Yeah. Right. And he was going to, you know, anybody in this era who's a starter their whole career and stays pretty healthy is going to accumulate numbers like Eli. But he didn't have the Super Bowls that Eli had. And I thought there was no chance. And then he gets traded to the Rams. And then they win the Super Bowl. And all of a sudden, like that bet, which I made, like, you know, I, I still don't think he's gonna make the Hall of Fame. But like it went from impossibility to like very reasonable. All yeah, it's definitely reasonable. Yeah. Uh, and then Dak in the time for, was last year for Dak, even though he threw seven, 37 touchdowns, 10 interceptions and had the highest completion percentage of his year. Was it his lowest CQBR plus of his career? No, the year before was. Well, he didn't really play the year before. Yeah. Well, yeah, he was injured, but but he, I mean, he played a few games. He played what six, seven games. I think the, the the biggest the biggest issue for Dak, and I think the reason he's going to struggle this year, is he has benefited, and so have a few. I mean, Derek Carr has also benefited. He's benefited from like an excellent offensive line for basically his whole career. Mm -hmm. And the Cowboys line is going to be the worst it's been in at least a decade this year, other other than the injured year, the, the year with the injuries, uh, when, when Dak really struggled. So like, you know, I think Dak's numbers are going to struggle this year. And I think that there's going to be more Dak questions and answers by the end of this year. 
And by the way, look, look at what they owe the next two years. $123 million over the next two years. Now they can restructure. They can restructure it and they will, and they'll push it down the mm-hmm. line. But you know. Yeah. So that's so th- th- those are the guys tied at nine. I, I well, just my- I don't think Dak's trade value. I think it, it, now the Cowboys aren't trading, but if they wanted to trade him, I don't think they'd be able to get that much for him given that contract. Mm-hmm. Um, speaking of contracts, the only person uh in the top half of the QBs who was a free agent after this year yeah. was no guaranteed money left. Lamar Jackson at number eight. Um, it is kind of wild. We're 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 getting to a guy who uh, is a clear, you know, tier one or one B quarterback, and is could be a free agent in five months. It's kind of insane. Well, no, he won't be. If they don't sign him, they will franchise him. There's no, there's a zero percent chance that he that he's walking. There's a zero percent chance he won't be on the Ravens. Right. However, what's the, what's the franchise? franchise him, what what's the franchise? Fifty for a year at this point? Forty seven. It's got to be an insane number. I would guess in the 30s. I haven't done the math. No, it has to be higher than the 30s, I think, by next year. There aren't five guys who are in the 40s already to move that average into the 40s. Um, I mean, Dak counts in there. uh, No, this year it's 29 million. At quarterback. You have to think it's going to make a jump. It's 29.7. So I think it'll be it. That's reasonable. That's like a that's a fire sale. Yeah, but it's not reasonable because of the permanent damage you do. Like what Washington did with Cousins. Like, yeah. If Lamar Jackson get if if especially given the fact that he's injury prone, given the way he plays, if they don't guarantee his money, if they if they franchise him next year, mm-hmm. he he's walking from that franchise as soon as he can, which is what Cousins did. And for well, the Ravens okay, to I do mean, that, would, would be do they up. franchise him and trade him? Then maybe. Yeah, well, I mean, they, I mean, again, the, the worst case scenario they can franchise him a couple years in a row, like Washington with Cousins, and then uh, but eventually you, you move and look who Washington's had a quarterback since Cousins left. It's been utter trash. So I don't I just, know if the franchise tag really like. I don't know if it benefits the NFL. Obviously, it doesn't benefit the players, but I don't know if it benefits the NFL. Well, it certainly benefits the teams. I think it's cooler if there's like, yeah, but I, I don't know. I it, To me, it's like it's like this weird punishment. You're like forcing the guy to play for you for this. Yeah, like, well, I mean, baseball has a similar fight. concept where you're under team control for seven years. And, yeah, yeah, but that is the contract here. It's like your contract's over. Oh, by the way, we well, get no, pick, but it's not. The we get to pick one it, guy. And no, it's it's the rule that when like when you are drafted in the NFL, right? Mm-hmm. The team has control longer than your contract, the, you know. So it's essentially part of the contract. It's just it's a team option only. Anyway, um, yeah, I think Lamar here is fair at eight. Uh, obviously, we're very worried about the receiver room. Yeah, so. it's just I think it's unfair the lack of investment that the Ravens have put in uh, in into you know guys to help them. I mean, it's not their fault that Brown demanded out of town though. Well, that specific move, but you know they also didn't seek to replace him, and they haven't brought in any free agent receiver. The I really love their there. I really love their roster. It's ironic that the receivers are just so freaking bad. Yeah. And um, I, L- yeah. L- Lamar, again, I, I, I again, I say this because we already recorded the Ravens episode, but no one here has heard it yet. Like, I, I do think that the season he had two years ago when he was the MVP is possibly the greatest season from a quarterback in NFL history. Mm-hmm. And it, it just sucks that they're not giving him the his stats are not going to be like top eight quarterback stats. Well, that's what they're banking on. Honestly, that's what the front office is probably like, even if he's great. It's like, well, he had 16 touchdowns, 13 interceptions last well, year. For, for, there's no chance he's going to have 16 to 13. I understand, but it's like, well, you know, he does that again. Anyway, yeah. uh, if you don't back up, it the doesn't matter. If you're not guaranteeing him. him at least 275, 30 million dollars. Yeah. Then he's walking anyway. I agree because someone will definitely give him that money. Yeah. Um. All right. At number uh, tie for six is Herbert and Wilson. Yeah. Two guys, same division, very different situations. Herbert at some point has to like win a football game, you know. I like mean, it's he, nice how he, good he is, but he won he nine games last. You know, I mean, yeah. we want him in the playoffs. Yeah, yeah, we want Herbert in the playoffs. Uh, Wilson, like, you know, uh, Josh Grashen. We, have we played that episode? I think we have. 
Yeah. You know, hating on him. Yeah, was really hating on Russ. And maybe that's a scorned, you know, jilted lover or whatever. But to me. But one of our other, I forget which one, one of our other AFC West podcasts that we've already recorded, they were also mm-hmm. all like the worst team in the division is for sure Denver. Like, yeah. Yeah. I, I don't understand this, this Russell Wilson narrative. Like, he was great the first month of last year. This is the first time in his career he has an offensive line. And the first time in his career with Hackett that he has a coach who's going to, you know, let him cook. Yeah. He's got great weapons. Like, uh, Russell Wilson for MVP. And every year in September, it's do you know Russell Wilson's never got an MVP vote? Like, yeah, I, we're going to have that conversation again in September. Uh, yeah. That will, that will, that, that Warren Sharp will freaking tweet that. And the yeah. first time he throws a touchdown pass. Yeah. Um, okay. At number five, Sharp we, a big, uh, Wilson Bobo. I have no idea. Oh. Um, we have, uh, at, at five, we have Tom Brady. I had him at four. You had him at seven. So just if you're wondering, the people, Alex Hatter, the two guys we just discussed, Herbert Wilson, I mean, fine. It's, it's like Brady. If we're speculating, yes, Brady has a much better chance of falling off a cliff than Herbert, who has a 0% chance of well, falling off Well, it's not just that. It's He's in a perfect scenario. Now, I say that before, you know, Ali Marpet retired, and now his centers keep going down to injury. Yes. Uh, it works. Now, but I also think, like, Brady's a little bit of the anti-LeBron in the sense that, like, LeBron harms his on-court performance legacy as the GOAT by his terrible GMness. Mm-hmm. Whereas Brady recruits guys. Yeah, they get 15 guys. Like, yeah, they got Gronk that... for free for a couple of years out of retirement. They got Antonio Brown, although, you know, obviously that ended spectacularly poorly. But yeah, Julio um, Jones is a receiver. Well, I mean, Julio yeah. Jones might have nothing left because he's shown nothing the last two years. But you know, it doesn't matter. Know. He's literally their fourth receiver. Yeah, they like might Gage, have, is, yeah. Gage can play like he's their fourth receiver. Yeah. So Brady has so many weapons. You know, his numbers might look better than Herbert's or Wilson's, but I'd rather have Herbert or Wilson. I think that's fair. I think four is like almost a lifetime achievement award. Uh, I, that that team really just does seem to find backups like we're solid everywhere. But uh, and so listen, I've been saying for about six years, like for the whole course of the podcast, like it could go. You know, he's forty five. Like no one will blame him if uh, if it just falls off or he, you know he gets hurt and is like, all right, that's it. But anyway, that's Brady at five. We have Burrow at four. Um, I put like I said, I put Brady ahead of Burrow, but who cares? Um, a, a scant nineteen year age gap between them. But no, but Burrow- I think I think we might be. I have Burrow at four, you've been at five. I think yeah. there's a solid argument that we're too low on him. Like, he was, if you look at his numbers first half of the year last year, like, he had as many interceptions as anybody in the league last year, but they were all the first half of the season. Yeah. The second half of the season, he was the best quarterback in the NFL for, like, yes. two now, straight months. Yeah, a devil's advocate, he's got incredible talent. I mean, he can okay. throw the ball up to Chase. Nobody really else has that. So does Brady. So, you know. But he also did it with a horrendous offensive line. Yeah. And this year, their offensive line... Might not be great, be but worse. should be NFL caliber. Yeah. So listen, I, I he, just like what, we'll let's get ask to, this. We'll get to number two on our list in a second. But I mm-hmm. think like, well, OK, yeah, what were you going to say? We'll get well, to he went from 17 to four. He was our highest riser by far this year. Who do you think the highest riser is going to be for 2023? It has to be Lawrence. If not, you think it'll be Trevor Lawrence. I think it's a, I think it's the exact same situation. Well, I it's mean, the number one overall pick who had, you know, a disappointing rookie season. You know, Burroughs was better than Lawrence's until he mm-hmm. got hurt. Let me throw um, out uh, Trey Lance also, who's 24 this year. And, you yeah, know, same thing. Yeah, we haven't even seen. And him. I'd say Jalen Hurts has a really good year. He could easily be in the top 10, especially, you know, one of the old guys could easily retire. Yeah. Um. All right. By the way, it is funny because we had so many of the old guys for a million years after Manning and then still Rivers and, and Eli and Roethlisberger. And there were so many old quarterbacks. And really now you have three old quarterbacks, right? You've got Brady Rogers and, and Ryan and then nobody, everyone else is 34 or younger, which used to be old. Historically but, was old. Yeah. Donovan yeah, McNabb was done at that age. Nobody's like Tannehill or Cousins. That's it for them. Tannehill, Cousins, Stafford and Russ are all 34. Russ does not feel like he's 34 at all. Now, maybe that maybe we should be more nervous. Maybe it's like, well, I think Russ kind of does. I mean, you know, yeah, it's possible because he, he's been hit a lot for a decade. Yeah, he's not big. 
Yeah. Anyway. Um, okay. So top three the, in in alphabetical order are Allen, Mahomes, and Rodgers. We both have the same one, two, three, which is Mahomes, Allen, Rodgers. Yeah. Now, the question for Rodgers is, you know, the last two years he's been an MVP. I mean, he was literally the MVP in 2020. Uh, basically, two MVP years back to back after the previous three or four or even five years where he was he was definitely good. But, and a lot, but he was not like statistically, he was not even a top five quarterback, let alone top three. Mm-hmm. And people said, oh, it's because of Mike McCarthy and he's holding him back. And then they bring in Lafleur, And again, Rodgers immediately turns into an MVP. But my concern is like his weapons are really, really, really bad this year. Like one of the worst receiver rooms in the NFL. It's it's a obviously a huge problem. Now, he has made he has turned like mech guys into stars before, but it's a, it's a little strange. Yeah, I, yeah. I mean, you never know. Like ultimately, like Jordy Nelson, how much of him was was he a Rogers creation, right? Um, you know, Devontae Adams obviously is a star in his own accord. Who else has been a star? I mean, you know, he's had a lot of chances with Alan Lazard, mm-hmm. and they haven't paid off. So I, you know, I don't know. We'll we'll see. In other words, and Rogers is thirty nine years old, which only because of Brady do we not realize how freaking old that is. Right. Like he's doing ayahuasca and he's growing long hair and he seems younger than he is. But like Peyton Manning was done at 39. So Rogers and Peyton Manning fell off a cliff. Right. Like he won a Super Bowl last year. So people like he was arguably the worst starting quarterback in the league that year. And the year before he had been a top five quarterback like he was his whole career. So for everybody other than Brady, they fall off. A, a, I mean, uh, Brett Favre was second for MVP in 2009, 2010. Atrocious. This happens with every one of these guys unless they're lucky enough to step way early, like John Elway or whatever. Um, and so Rodgers, with no weapons, and at 39 years old, he's either going to prove the number three rating correct, or he might drop precipitously. So he's mm-hmm. my prediction for biggest drop. I'm not saying he will drop, but if you were betting who's going to drop, he's probably the most likely guy. Okay, it's an interesting take. Anyway, this has been the quarterback rings. But, but I don't feel it. If I felt that way, then I wouldn't have three. Like I, Yeah. I, yeah. All right, hold on. So I want to talk about Josh Allen at two for a second. Okay. Um, I think this is, and I'm guilty of it because I had him number two also. By the way, I want to say I did put my pencil, which I don't actually use a pencil, started writing Allen at one and then talked myself out of it. Okay, so then you're even worse than I am. And, and w- what I'm trying to say, this is recency bias. This is because of the last five minutes of the Bills Chiefs game and how incredible that game was. No, not, not even the last five minutes. But like on the season last year, Allen took a step back from the year before. Like mm-hmm. he did um, his CQR plus last year was worse than Kyler Murray, Kirk Cousins, Matthew Stafford, Dak Prescott, Justin Herbert, Joe Burrow, uh, worse than all those guys. Now, in the same range, within a point or two. Um, and and he had better weapons than most of those guys. Um, he's also lost his offensive coordinator. Now, is how much credit does Dable get? You know, the, the Giants think a lot. We'll find out. So I have I have Allen number two. So I'm criticizing myself here. But I do think that like two is too high for Josh Allen. By the way, Allen has played four years in the league. His completion percentage, not in chronological order, 52, 58, 63, and 69. He has had four completely different seasons in the NFL. Well, like he, those he, are he was massive gaps. First two years. Yeah. yeah, terrible his first is is appalling his first year, bad his second year, you know, ludicrously good year three, and then very, 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 very good, but not as good in year four. I do think it's unsustainable for someone with everything we see him do to complete 70% of his passes like he did in 2020. So I think probably in some ways 2021 will look more like his average career season but there's he's also 26 and he keeps getting bad you know like but, but joe burrow's the same age as josh allen mm-hmm. justin herbert's two years younger like who yeah would but you ra- allen has way who would, more who would you rather have belt? josh allen or joe burrow for the rest I, of their careers i think i think allen 
Because I, I, I mean, I have Allen two and Burrow four, but I would take Burrow first, and I wouldn't even blank. It, not even a question. I think Allen, and a, because of the phys- because of just how big he is. Yeah, or? I think he's been able to stay healthy. Uh, ironically, like the probably the biggest quarterbacks we've had, or like but, Big Ben but, and Cam, but, but have hold not on. really just stayed pause healthy. for one second. Like take yeah. take twenty twenty out of the picture because uh, um because Burrow was hurt, right? Mm-hmm. Coming into the NFL, Burrow had his high, higher like expectations than any quarterback since probably Peyton Manning, or certainly since Andrew Luck, right? Yes. And then in his first healthy season, he takes one of the worst franchises in football who hadn't won a playoff game in three decades. He takes him to the Super Bowl and was the best quarterback for the second half of the season in yeah. the entire league. Uh, I mean, this is not an anti-Burrow thing. This is like Allen, you know, but was Burrow was better than Allen last year. He, he was. He was better okay. than Allen last year. And his team, you know, and again, Allen was so good against the Chiefs. And so and it was better, frankly, than Burrow in the playoffs. Like, I mean, you know, the, the Bengals went to the Super Bowl, but they weren't exactly dropping 40 points a night. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I think I would rather have uh, Burrow than Allen. Can I and read I would, Burrow? Can I read? And I would Allen's... definitely rather have Herbert, but he's also. Can I read Allen's younger. playoff numbers? They were they were insane. Right. Forty eight for sixty two. So that's a seventy seven and a half percent completion percentage. Nine. Uh, There's two games. Nine yeah. touchdowns, no interceptions. Yeah. Nine touchdowns. So he had a hundred forty nine quarterback rating. Yeah. In the playoffs, was that's very good. It's yes. very good. Yes. He he was he was stupendous, and that's what's on our minds, and that's why we have a number two. But um, you know, I, I, it sounds like I'm disrespecting. Him. I'm not. I have a number two, but but I think I'd, I'd still rather have Burrow or Herbert than Josh Allen. All right. Well, and then and then Mahomes, yeah. kind of like Rogers. Yeah. Now we got to see without your number one receiver. Well, I mean, is there any chance Juju is good? No, right. I mean, define good. I think yeah. he's a possession receiver. Yeah. I mean, they have so many guys. We haven't we haven't talked. I mean, about MVS is the guy they gave the big money did to. Did you record the Chiefs episode really, yet? Yeah, yeah and I don't really did. understand the MVS money because it's not like oh, he just needs a good quarterback to throw it. Right, he, he wasn't he wasn't Carolina with Darnold. Yeah, so you know the, the Chiefs gave more money to MVS. That Juju yeah. is sort of the bigger name because of fantasy yeah. at 100. And one and it. one year Kelsey will not be you know a super duper star anymore. He's not young. Yeah, but I think he'll probably break the all-time record for targets in a season by a tight end this year. I mean, he might break it all all together. I think you're right. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah, he's old. We've never seen a 33-year-old tight end uh, have a thousand yards, but also we've never seen. And, and he lines up wide much more than he lines up tight. So he's a tight end in, in name only. He's not, he, you know, he's not George Kittle. Anyway, all right, this was fun. We'll be back with more episodes tomorrow. Hmm. Yes, every day. That's how the month works. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.